and welcome. This is Pragya Tiwari for Tehelka Radio and you're listening to P for Pictures. Whatever be its fate at the box office or at the hands of critics, the real heroes of any superhero film today are the guys on its visual effects or VFX team. This year's big Diwali release is third in a series of films based on India's first popular homegrown cinematic superhero, Krish. Joining us today from Red Chili's VFX are Ketan Yadav, Chief Operating Officer and VFX Producer and Harish Ingorani, Creative Director and VFX Supervisor to talk about their work on Krish 3. Ketan, I think you, in an interview, said that the work that you guys have done with Krish is bigger than, even bigger than what you guys uh, took on with Ravan. So I just want you to elaborate on that a little bit. Uh, see, uh, Krish uh, is now happening like almost three years after Ravan. Yes. So in the meanwhile, the audience is exposed to a lot more, uh, you know, advanced VFX. Uh, the expectations of the audience have gone higher. The expectations of the industry as such has gone higher. And with three years, the advent of technology and the talent pool, uh, which has grown, uh, it was very imperative that we have to take that one step higher. Okay, with our second flagship project as far as visual effects is concerned, which is Krish. So in that sense, yes, it is, it is much complex than what we attempted in Ravan. Uh, Maybe the number of shots are not that much, but the scale of work and the use of visual effects in the creative and in storytelling is a lot more complex and a lot more intrigued into the storyline. Okay, can you tell me a couple of um, particular challenges that you guys took on with this project? Any, I mean, I read somewhere that there was one particular scene that you guys took four months to finish, if you would like to talk about that, or any other challenges that you guys took on with this project? Uh, there are a lot of sequences in the film like that actually, you know. Uh, like in promo, you have seen some of the shots which is like, uh, he's standing on the crane, you know. That plays a really important uh, part in the film. And uh, to show Mumbai skyline, I mean, uh, we had to go through a lot of problems. Okay, The thing is, uh, we had shot Krish against Chroma, which is green screen. And uh, later on, we said, okay, how do we shoot a plate which shows Mumbai skyline and the backdrop is ceiling area. So, obviously, you can't shoot it the way you have shot Krish on Chroma. And aerial shooting, you can't do that exactly. Obviously, you can't control that. So, we have been shooting a lot of uh, stills with uh, digital camera. And what we have done is, uh, we have uh, created a city, whole Mumbai city. Very important areas like Bandra, then we have uh, Worli, we have uh, town area, which is Gateway of India and all that. So, using those stills, we have created 3D, which is a computer generated city with real textures. And now, once you build that, and what we did basically, uh, we shot city in different lights. We shot in the morning, we shot it uh, in the afternoon, and towards the evening and twilight. So we could match it exactly, whatever we have shot against Chroma. So based on those images, we have created a city. And uh, once you create city, then you can match the camera exactly the way we have done it for Chroma. So that took around uh, three to four months to do. Okay, so that was definitely one of the most challenging things to do. Can you talk a little bit about some of the new technology that you might have worked with on for this film? Anything new that you worked with? 
See, uh, see it's like uh, we always say the you know the car is as good as the driver. Yeah. So in a way, uh, apart from the uh, new infrastructure which we had to procure, new machines, new storage, uh, you know, a lot of other uh, new softwares mm. uh, which we had to you know either develop in house mm. or we had to you know purchase it. Yeah. Uh, some sort of training which we imparted, you know. Uh, apart from that, uh, uh, it is basically yeah. all driven by the people who are sitting in front of the computer. Yeah. So that was the advancement actually in terms of, uh, you know, uh, getting out that quality of visual effects from the artist. Yeah. That's where the main challenge is. Yeah. Uh, as far as hardware, software, infrastructure goes, I think we are at par with, uh, I mean, even studios, a lot of studios in Bombay as well, yeah. are at par with any Hollywood counterpart. Yeah. In fact, even bigger and better. Yeah. In fact, that's something that I was going to come to. You had mentioned that in an interview before. So I wanted you to talk about that a little bit as well. Because you'd said that, you know, our, uh, what we have right now is at par with the international standards. Um, in terms of VFX. So, did you mean it in terms of technology and technicians or See, one or the other? Technology, more or less, we all use the same. Yeah. Um, like Nuke is a standard compositing software throughout the world as of now. Yeah. Uh, so, is 3D softwares like Houdini, Maya, Max. Yeah. You know, so these are some softwares which are used throughout the world by every artist. You know, uh, where the difference lies is. Uh, is the output which you get out of those softwares. That's where supervisors, uh, team leads, the people who are mentors or you know people who understand uh, how to creatively take their shot to another level. That's where it, that the difference is. Hollywood have been, has been doing it since years. Okay, they are like almost a couple of decades ahead, ahead of us. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they get a lot of time though, you know, for experiment. Like, uh, if they are doing something new, they create their own plugins, which takes them around six months to nine months. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have that kind of time. Uh, what we had, softwares off the shelf, yeah. you know. So whatever software, some software gives you this, yeah. some things are good in that. Other software gives you this. So we have been mixing softwares, yeah. you know, for particular scene or particular sequence. We have been using all the software because the programming team, if you say, you know, it takes a lot of time here to build any plugins and uh, skill wise obviously uh, people we, whatever people we have they are actually sitting abroad and doing making plugins yeah. if you see all the software behind them all the indians so we don't have those kind of skills because considering budget what we have yeah. in every movie yeah. and the time and the time and what happens is uh, here the way a shoot happens you actually are innovating yeah. on the spot because it's very fluid. Yeah. So we would not know six months beforehand that a certain kind of uh, effect has to be generated. Exactly. A lot of sequences, what we have shot, we decided something during the shoot and we have completely changed it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the imagination, okay, this will look good. So we shot it a certain way. So, but when we came here on table, after we said, okay, this is not looking that great. So let's change it. Yeah. yeah. So that has also happened. So you actually can't build plugins based on that. So Hollywood is that way very structured and organized. They have that kind of time yeah. to develop a certain uh, yeah. plugin or anything which is required of. Uh, here we do not have that luxury. Uh, 
uh, Ravan we did it. Ravan uh, last moment we replaced the entire suit of both Ravan and Jeevan mm. and they were digital suits mm. because the, the short suits were looking like a scuba diving, yeah. uh, glorified scuba, scuba yeah. diving suit. Yeah. So we changed Jeevan and suddenly the villain was looking yeah. not so good. So we basically had to change both of them. So in the entire film, it was changed. So that we had that kind of time. So we developed a small plugin and we automated a lot of things. Yeah, it's just basically, you know, we wanted to make a superhero film, but they didn't know, you know, what are the problems which are going to occur. Yeah. So after shooting, they started understanding, well, this suit is not looking like, you know, Batman or Spider-Man. So what do we do? So that's how we started thinking, okay, let's try to change it in CGI. That's the only option we had. You can't reshoot everything. Well, you live and you learn. So essentially, you know, you're saying the skills are at par, the technology is at par, and the experience is catching up in... in Skill in is where we need to catch in yeah. a bit. Apart from that, infrastructure, uh, you know, all the, all the equipment, hardware, software, everything is there. Okay. We are the new breed of studios, right? Yeah. So it's like, uh, whenever you procure anything, they are, that's going to be the latest. Yeah. Uh, what we need to catch up on or sharpen our skills on is the is the way the organized uh, functioning yeah. of the entire you know different departments involved in Hollywood vis-a-vis in India where things mostly happen at the last moment or they change at the last moment mm -hmm. so you must have come prepared for a particular scene yeah. and suddenly you walk on the set and you don't even find the set to be same anymore or yeah. or the shoot Everything has changed and that's why we work with two foreign supervisors. They can't gel in India. They seriously get lost. They, they actually have no clue what is happening because of the way we function. Yeah. So any learnings from Ravan and Krish on um, how the synergy can work better with directors and writers? Oh yeah. Uh, Ravan was definitely a big learning curve. Yeah. I mean a tremendous learning curve in terms that uh, there was no other studio or set of people in the country who have successfully delivered that kind of pro project at that level or at that scale. So uh, we had to start everything from scratch. Uh, so a lot of uh, foreign technicians were involved, big budgets. Uh, they, have, they come with their own set of uh, thinking. We have our own way of working. Uh, there were conflicts, there were, there were issues, there was synergy. But what we learned uh, is, is their way of functioning as to how to break it down to the minute details. And that's where, that's a big learning thing which we, we learned in Ravan, which we are now implementing in Krish. Like uh, Ravan for the first time we outsourced rather than, you know, we becoming the outsource and uh, target. We are the ones who outsourced to almost 14 studios and some of them were in US, some in Mexico, some in China. Uh, so that became another learning curve as to how to, you know, delegate work between studios or form a collaboration rather than competitive, you know. A lot of Indian studios as well worked on it. But what we very smartly did was we didn't outsource any creative, creative uh, shots, you know, we outsourced elements. And all the creative and the final uh, finalization was done in Rachelis VFX. So that's where we could control the quality and we could control every angle of it to be consistent, you know. 
there could not be any jump between uh, qualities of products between two different sequences. And whatever we learned in Ravan, uh, we actually are implementing in Krish and that's the reason why we didn't have to outsource it to any other studio because we could manage it all in house. You know? So that's why the as far as production concerns, that was a big learning thing which we learned. I'm sure Harry is also yeah. See abroad is basically, you know, time is scaling now. Now whatever movies you see, every three months there's a superhero movie. Yeah. So time is reducing. So obviously they have started doing outsourcing now. So one studio doesn't do everything. So there are ten studios, which are pretty good studios, you know. So they take care of all sequences. And finally, I think that's what is going to happen here as well, you know, because uh, we have been getting a lot of exposure. So that way, uh, I think other studios also will start finishing work, you know, sequences. Then the film will be good and it can release earlier, you know. I mean, Ravan. It almost took us two years. Krish is other and is one and a half years. So there will be some other movies. We'll be like we'll, have, we'll be releasing in one year. Obviously, because uh, we have started making superhero movies, so there will be a writers, director who, who will be interested in you know, doing superhero movies. If Krish does well, obviously it will do 100% well because it's been made in proper with proper budget, proper timing. So it will do good. A uh, lot of other people start thinking about superhero movies. Right. You know, will this open up the possibility maybe of medium budget films, which are not perhaps as uh, large scale films as Ravan and Krish 3, also being able to use VFX perhaps slightly differently. And I was thinking of a film um, like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or Pan's Labyrinth, you know, films like that, uh, which are not very big budget films. But the VFX is a driving force in the visual narrative. So, do you think that that possibility will also open up in India? Yeah, I mean, they have to plan it that way, you know, like studios. Obviously, if you go down south, yeah. obviously, mandates are less there. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, things which are like, you know, which you can do it there, might as well do it there. You know, and the big sequences, you think, okay, this actually is there. I mean, they only do big sequences and all that. So, your film has big sequences, which is like two minutes or three minutes. So they can go to a big studio for that, you know. So we can divide it that way. It's a, I think it's a misconception that a visual effects film has to be a high budget film mm. and would require a year or two. Mm. Uh, it is all about how you use it. Mm. Uh, I think there are many films even in Bollywood which has used visual effects, mm. okay, uh, to their uh, and woven into the storytelling. And they could still be delivered within three to six months of uh, of time and at a reasonable budget. You know that's where, like you were asking me, the pre-planning comes into play. The planning of pre-production planning, involving a visual effects uh, producer or a supervisor at the script level, breaking it down. So once that seeps into it, and uh, people can start understanding that yes, it is not something where you need 100 crores plus budget mm -hmm. and two years of your uh, time mm -hmm. to you know create a product. Yeah. Uh, it will seep into it and it has to, that's the way forward. Um, there are films you know where Hollywood has or even Bollywood will uh, you know finish it in three to six months. Uh, in, unfortunately, we had a couple of uh, uh, projects which had the same kind of uh, 
uh, thing, but we, because we were busy with Krish, uh, we couldn't take it up. But there are already projects in the market which would. Any trend that's coming up world over that you're excited about or? Um, Many. Uh, name one, anything, anything. Well, we've just heard uh, Avatar, next Avatar is going to be underwater, you know. Yeah. So that's one thing to look forward to from James Cameron. Something new will always bring it to the table. Yeah. A uh, lot of other exciting things about uh, diminishing gap between virtual world and real world. Okay. So, a uh, lot of uh, improvements in digital technology as far as cameras, uh, the way we, uh, you know, the way we go about doing our visual effects work, you know, uh, definitely the biggest thing right now is the digital regeneration of human beings, you know, and the just to make it photo real. Mm. That's one big thing happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything you, that you're specifically excited about, the possibility of? Yeah, I mean, we've been reading in papers nowadays, you know, uh, Dharma Pradeshan, Karanjo's yeah. uh, office. They are going to start a movie on Shiva. So we are pretty excited. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah of course, yeah. we want to Immortals do that. of Valua, They've yeah. done two big movies and yeah. obviously that will be really, really challenging. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. So, yeah, we are waiting for that. So probably that will happen next year. That's what I read in newspapers. So let's see how true it is. If it starts next year, yeah, we'll pitch for it. Okay. Sounds very exciting. Okay. Um, before we wrap, uh, both of you, what would you, can you think of some of your personal favorite VFX moments from the movies? Not the ones that you've worked on, but the ones you've watched. Ah, that would be abyss. That's the reason why I'm in the visual effects industry. Tell me Again, I think it's James Cameron film, Underwater, 1985-90, I guess. There was a, a water, it's about water aliens, and a water splash comes and forms a face. Okay, and it forms exactly a mirror copy of the person who is, uh, you know, looking at it. And she just goes, pokes, and says, see water. That was something which which drew me to VFX. So that would still is one of my one of the best, I think, movies in terms of visual effects. Okay, what about you? No, Terminator Two, Judgment Day. That's Any specific moment that you can recall? All the sequences what I saw that time still it's pretty difficult to achieve those kind of sequences. Yeah. It's been fifteen more than fifteen years, I think. I mean, what they did at that time, they got engineers, PhD, PhD people, and they created software at that time to achieve that kind of look and the effects what they have done. That was really marvelous. Well, hopefully you guys will be able to do more and better. Thank, thanks a lot for talking to Thank us. You. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Up next is novelist and science fictioner Samit Basu. We asked him what superhero or sci-fi book would he like to see made into a film. Uh, the one superhero comic that I'd really like to see as a movie, and I don't know whether, you know, this movie would get made during my lifetime, but it would be fantastic, and one day I'm sure it will be made, is um, The Authority, as written by Warren Ellis, because it really takes the essence of, of the craziness of superhero stories and ties it into our real world very nicely. And it also sort of explores the, the, the tropes and themes of superhero fiction 
and both both celebrates them and mocks them at the same time so you have you know your superman analog and your batman analog in this crazy relationship with each other which was the first sort of gay kiss in mainstream superhero comics and caused a lot of controversy you have insanely badass female characters kind of running the show you have the spirit of the 20th century transmogrifying into the 21st and you know everything else you can think of from superhero stories that you've seen on screen but multiplied into a thousand because the power of the page allows you to use your imagination as well um so if you put a director like say Joss Whedon who I think is the ultimate storyteller of this kind of of this kind of story because he both has this deep love for the genre and an ability to see how ridiculous it is at some level if you put him in charge of the movie or if you put a super geek like um, Peter Jackson or Guillermo del Toro in charge of it you'll get something amazing take actors that you've normally seen working in serious dramas in in very grim very serious roles and put them in these ridiculous latex body suits and have them explore real world dark gritty themes at the same time um the authority is a, is a is a story that takes um you know the the toughest parts of superhero fiction the kind of proto fascist people are better than you um ideas that are deeply objectionable to to serious readers of of comics and celebrates them so you have superheroes you know straddled above the world in this giant tower telling the whole world to behave or they're going to come and get you you have villains who are drawn from the hero canons of 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 popular comics an analog of the avengers is is this ridiculous government controlled um evil violent uh, superhero team that our heroes must fight um it's essentially a a book that that serious lovers of superhero comics can understand which has been what you know in the way of of producing it as a movie so far because it's it's possibly above the head of the standard movie goer but as the world gets slowly and deeply drawn into superhero mythology over the films that we've been seeing over the last few years who knows what might happen in the future we already have a a world where a uh, game of thrones is going out to a mainstream audience and people who would earlier be ashamed to be associated with fantasy are now wearing westeros badges when they go to parties So it's a changing world you never know what might happen and I hope this does. Of course having said that Hollywood hasn't even managed to make a Wonder Woman movie yet and this despite that character being on top of the popularity uh, ratings for decades now and this is because uh, fundamentally studios still don't believe that you can have a successful superhero movie starring a woman and this is after things like Buffy the Vampire Slayer has been voted the best TV show of all time on several sites. Um So what we have to remember is that comics are incredibly risk taking and experimental because they can afford to be they're catering to an audience which loves exactly that kind of storytelling um whereas even though we're seeing um films like the avengers take risks that superhero movies haven't taken before um it's an incredibly risk averse uh, industry the film industry where it involves big budget films in any country and um you know it's the same thing that we see in india we have plenty of stories which could translate into good superhero comics uh, superhero movies but essentially as long as bollywood sees superhero movies as essentially large budget action movies starring a single hero where the superhero costume is essentially tacked on to sell you know toys and tiffin boxes and so on we are not going to see any significant change in this field for some time to come um if hollywood manages to take that kind of storytelling to a global audience with and and somehow convince our people that story and character and internal logic are important then who knows uh, we might develop our own sort of peter jacksons and spielbergs and god knows what else hmm that is a good idea as for our favorite superhero movie 
Well, it's still Superman from 1978. Christopher Reeves, Gene Hackman and true romance. You cannot beat that combination, especially when charitable deceptions of nostalgia come with it. Thank you for tuning in. Good day and good luck. Thank you.